Life is back on, sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code the Zone 125 You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. I had Andrew Wagner of the uh, Forbes.com on, and now I have Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Channel on today. Andrew was yesterday. Hey, Grant, good morning. Uh, is, is Andrew in a band? Good morning, Emo, by the way. Is Andrew, I didn't know that about him. No, he's not in a band, but I asked him a, a question about a band. Oh, I, oh well, same thing. Uh, so I'm going to ask you the same question, <laughs> Grant Bills. Uh-huh. I asked Andrew if he would have told Jimmy Page not to finish his solo for Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. Because Craig Council pulled out Corbin Burns while Burns was basically about to complete the greatest solo, one of the greatest solos of all time, to finish Stairway to Heaven. And, but if Andrew Wagner was the manager, he would have sat down. Jimmy Page and said, don't finish it. As Craig Council, if he was the manager, probably would have done the same to Jimmy Page as well. What would Grant Bills have done? You're such a child. Do you know that? How old are you? Uh, old enough to know better? Like, I, first of all, I love this analogy. It's creative. You're really backing me into a corner here, and you're forcing me to say that I would cut Jimmy Page off. Oh, that's the worst. It's not. It's not the same. It's not the same thing. Like, and also, I resent the whole line of questioning and the implication that I was like jumping up and down out of joy. On okay, that. well, real quick, I was I was super bummed. Okay, so Saturday, I may or may not have been partying pretty hard downtown at the Red Zone, and Nelly came up to you me. You weren't said, watching. You weren't watching. I was watching your Twitter. You would have been tweeting about it. You would have been texting me. You weren't watching. You caught up with it after the fact. And then you you feigned outrage after you saw what happened. You were watching. Just go ahead and say that. What well, Grant, well, Grant, well, you were probably board hopping a high school football game. I was out in the doing? human environment, downtown Madison, celebrating life and watching the Wisconsin Badgers dominate Eastern Michigan while watching the Brewers on the many TVs at the Red Zone. Well, first of all, I was I was board up a UWL game. I board up to high school game tonight. Yeah, close enough. So. Yeah, I was going to say you don't do that. So, high, high school UWL, close enough. <laughs> get it, get it right, please, <laughs> yeah. and thank you. Get it right. Yeah, I I was watching the Eastern Michigan game, and then I saw Burns had. I, I had on like two tabs on the computer in the mm-hmm. studio. Oh, so I was the going story back changes. Forth. Yeah, would you shut up? I don't have two screens. I two tabs. Okay, right? I'm just giving you crap, man. I just, I just wanted to I just wanted to rattle your cage a little bit. I realized that the Badgers were going to switch out entire offensive lines back and forth and treat that game like a glorified practice. I was like, okay, this is this is this is it. I'm going to watch the Brewers, and I was super bummed because he came back out for the eighth, and I was like, wow, Council's going to let him ride as long as he's got the no-no, as much as he hates it. And then he pulled him for the ninth, and I I didn't even feel like celebrating. It's really cool they threw a combined no-hitter, but it's not. It didn't feel like the same. Okay. I, but yes, Evo. Uh, when I was partying at the Reds and watching this all unfold, I did immediately text you. What did I say? I was pretty drunk at the time, so I, I'm not apologizing. But, you probably uh, said, I hope you're happy or something like that. Uh, well, I know exactly why Craig Oh, no, counsel. here it is. Here it is. I said, awful. I bet you're just fist pumping right now, aren't you? <laughs> there you go. There you go. I know exactly why Craig Council let him go out for the eighth and then pulled him back in the ninth. It was just to spite over the line. Yep, despite us. <laughs> Well, Burns had to fight for it. That's what made sense is because after the game, I'm like, well, why did he let him go out for the eighth if he couldn't go out for the ninth? And then Corbin Burns was like, well, I had to fight really hard to go back out for the eighth. So that was 
But Council probably would have pulled him after the seventh. The seventh was what did him in. He threw like 25, 30 pitches because he had the walk and he had to fight through okay. some things. If he gets through the seventh quicker, he might be able to finish the game. I just wanted to rattle your cage a little bit. I really wanted to talk Packers with you, so I'm going to reset here. Okay, Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show, a man who would take away Jimmy Page's Les Paul, a man who would slap the paintbrush out of Leonardo da Vinci's hand, a man who would slap the pencil from Beethoven as he's composing. Grant Bills of the Not Wisco the Sports Show joining us right now. Grant, when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, what the hell happened on Sunday? And should we fully blame Aaron Rodgers? Like 95%, yeah. I know a lot of people are disgusted with Joe Barry and the defense, and I get that, but that's Rodgers, man. Like, that's all Rodgers. He was a complete and total no-show. Like, the defense, even when you think about it, there was a moment in the third quarter where the Packers start the second half with the ball, and they go all the way down to the red zone. And if they score a touchdown there, then the defense turned around the next series and gave Rodgers the ball back. He would have had the ball down seven after everything that went wrong in the first two quarters. The, the Packers have had the ball with a chance to tie it. So I know the defense looks terrible, but if that offense just gives like at least an average showing, that game is really, really close. That's all Rodgers for me. That was terrible, miserable, awful, puke, garbage, gross. Ugh. So, Grant, moving forward, I mean, are we concerned about the Packers? Because, you know, this is a team that went back-to-back NFC Championship games, you know, a team that went 13-3, and and now we got a new defensive coordinator in Joe Barry who doesn't look as good as Mike Pettin right now, and that's why they hired him to be better than Pettin. And then you got uh, a different kind of offseason, right? Rodgers is out there in Hawaii uh, saying, you know, you're fighting with his bosses. You know, looks like he's tripping on ayahuasca, you know, with his new fiance and getting into a fight with wedding planners or his buddy is and not going to practice. Is this, should we be concerned moving forward or as Rodgers suggests, it's just one game? Well, I mean, it is one game, but on Sunday, he did a bunch of bad things that we haven't seen in a few years. He was throwing the ball away a lot. He was obviously throwing interceptions. That was horrendous. He did. He was doing that thing where he, after every play, he was looking for the flag for pass interference, which is just a terrible sign. Like that's how you know that the offense is really sucking is that every play is looking for a PI. And he didn't do a bunch of the things that we saw last year. He wasn't hitting the bootlegs, the checkdowns. He wasn't being efficient and crisp and taking the reads that were designed and taking what the defense was giving him. And if he doesn't do that, then yeah, this team's going to suck because that's the way they're designed. They're not designed like they were under the best years in Mike McCarthy with all of these great wide receivers to spread it out and throw the ball all over the yard. If Rodgers plays like he did in 2018 and not last year, well, then they're screwed. And the 2018 version of Rodgers is why they drafted Jordan Love in the first place. So hopefully they watch film and Lafleur's like, hey, uh, idiot, remember when you won MVP last year, like all the great things you did? Why don't we do some more of <laughs> do, that? Do that. Hey, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports are joining us right now. Uh, Grant, when I we had uh, one of our listeners, Brandon, tweeting in. He's like, here's some coincidences, right? Uh, the uh, mm-hmm. the Saints beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers 38-3. to Guess what happened? Buccaneers and Brady going to win the Super Bowl. Rodgers yeah. threw two interceptions uh, in the opening game, and then they went on to win the Super Bowl. Uh, later that year, that was 2010, 2011. Do you buy into any of those coincidences? Um, I, I think those are just both examples of why week one can be really noisy. Like, I think there, I think there were eight underdogs that won outright on Sunday, if I remember correctly. Like, it was just, there were a lot of upsets. There were a lot of uh, very surprising Yeah, and I results. was upset. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, a, a lot of people's picks did not go very well, myself included. I love betting the Falcons, and they every year, every <laughs> every year they do this, but I just can't can't quit them. Betting the Falcons is like my most destructive <laughs> habit. That I can't quit you. Yeah, um, I, with the Rodgers drama, really quickly though, I, it's funny if you read writers 
or you listen to reporters do interviews, they're all crushing him. They're like, oh, this is what happens when you treat the offseason like a personal vacation, and this is what happens when you fight with your bosses. I don't know if that's why he played poorly, but I think, Evo, that writers and media members were so sick of covering Rodgers' drama this summer, and they were so over it. And now that Rodgers played poorly, <laughs> everyone is, is getting back at him. It's like, oh, Rodgers, you made us talk about your girlfriend and your trip to Hawaii. You made us write articles about this this summer. Well, I don't know if that's why you played poorly, but that's what we're going to say, and we're going to crush you for it because you made us follow this stupid story for three straight months. Like, that was the vibe I got Sunday. And well, Grant, I mean, maybe you don't know this as well as I do because I've been doing this a lot longer, but most of the mm-hmm. Packers media around here are just Aaron Rodgers jock sniffers. I'd say like 95% of them will just stick their nose firmly right in that gooch area and just go, <laughs> Rodgers, you're I, the best. And yeah, yeah I, and good luck, good morning with that. Good morning with that mental image. That was graphic. <laughs> I love you, Rodgers. I've been an Aaron Rodgers endlessly. But like yesterday and Sunday, I'm like, this is pathetic. Like, no, I'm not going to carry water for you. And the man bun's a bad optic. I, I was going to do an hour on the man hey, bun on my show last night. I, I like, had a man oh, bun. You I had a man bun. He looked bun. bad with it. And I did. I did. Oh. Look, I did look bad with it. He looked horrible with a man bun. My wife looked. My wife looked at me. She goes, "You need to cut that. I can't even sleep next to you anymore." And I saw like, the papers. No, I'm a man. I'm going to wear the hair that I want. No, I, I heard an interview with Rob Reichel this morning. Your boy, Rob Reichel. I love Rob. hard in the paint. I oh, believe yeah. your word. Waka Flocka. That was the Waka Flocka. Not an Aaron Rodgers jock sniffer. Matt Snydman was all over him. Ty Dunn, who used to be on the Packers beat and isn't anymore. I read his stuff and go long yesterday. It was brutal. Like, he's crushing Rodgers. So I think people are a little fed up with following his drama. Uh, Grant? I agree. Uh, before I let you go, and what an interview. I didn't mean to attack you right away. Well, I, I did, actually. I thought it was funny. And I didn't mean to put the mental image. I didn't mean to put the mental image of, uh, what? it's not motorboating, because what's the where you put your nose in that area? That's not motorboating. Well, it's motorboating, but it's, it's, it's located is that, in a is different that spot. Taint? Yeah. Taint. Taint. It's not. It's We'll get. We'll figure a term out for it. Uh, but what about runway? Is that a good one? <laughs> oh, <laughs> is it, is that a, uh, uh, we, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, but Grant, you didn't uh, answer my question on Twitch Saturday night, or uh, Twitter, excuse me, on Saturday night. I said Craig Council would have pulled Michelangelo off the Sistine Chapel, and you said, "Is Michelangelo needed for the postseason?" And I responded, yeah. "Was the creation of Adam needed?" No, for postseason. The painting, Grant Bills, the creation of Adam by Michelangelo. The fresco, beautiful painting. Was that needed, Grant? No, but it's a work of art that's timeless, like Corbin Burns would have been if you let the man finish the game. He needs timeless. Splinter. Timeless. I need to learn more about art. I think that's what I've taken away from this. Grant, you, you, you once told me, you once told me you're a cultured up. man. You once told me you're a cultured man. You're a liar. You know, I'm a different era. Let's come my era. <laughs> Grant, I love you, buddy. We'll, we'll listen tonight, okay? All right. See you. Have a good day, guys. <laughs> you, Grant's like, I got to wake up for this. Like, you is, wake me up is for Mike, this. Is Michelangelo even our era? No, Grant. <laughs> it was 1512 when he made the creation of Adam. I was born in 1988. Uh, Rowdy, we're having right here uh, the Gen Xers strike back. Uh, this is turn- It always turns into, usually it's like millennials versus uh, the boomers. And Gen Xers are kind of the one that are just like, you know, just laying around in the weeds like, like, hey, man, we're, we're here, too. Don't forget about us. Yeah. And Gen Z doesn't get like a rap at all. Gen Z is probably the most worthless. No, no, it is worthless. Um, Gen Xers, you guys are indifferent, I guess. 
Uh, the Gen Z's is that the new one? The Gen, is that Gen Z? Yeah, that's Gen? that's like twenty. The twenty five and below, I think. Yeah, they're a bunch of they're they're pretty tough, dude. Uh, but right now we have uh, Corey and Marshall hit me up on this, and we were talking about a little bit, you know, Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers again, as uh, Tom Brady spends his off seasons, you know, working out. Last year, if you remember, he was trying to find his new offensive coordinator, walked into the wrong house, wrong mansion down in Tampa, and then he was having his own uh, practices that the NFL Players Association find him for, the NFL find him for, and Tom Brady's like, I don't care, dude. Like, I'm a healthy, responsible adult. I'm going to go live my life, and I'm, I have a mission, and that's win the Super Bowl. And then you got Rodgers, who's out like tripping on ayahuasca in Hawaii with uh, some kids that are a lot younger than him. So you got Tom Brady, who's a Gen Xer, and you have Aaron Rodgers, who's a millennial, right, Rowdy? Tom Brady, born in 1977, he's, he just makes him cut off. Then Rodgers, obviously, is the Gen X, uh, the millennial, excuse me. Uh, Corey and Marshall says, Rodgers versus Brady and willingness to work for success is emblematic of their generational differences, in my opinion. I told you that Corey from Marshall sounds a lot like Dave from Monona. He's just the I gen- told he It was win one. And now it's now it's the generation. So Corey, you may not like this comparison, but nope. you are starting to sound a little bit like Dave from Monona. Dave from Monona is just a boomer. That is true. A blind boomer. Very cynical. This man knows no generation. He is the man's man. I call him. Hey Tommy, what's up, brother? Hey, I'm a hippie boomer. Come on. Now. <laughs> peace and love. So would you go under the Aaron Rodgers guys then? Hey man, peace and love, man. Well, see, he's faking it because. You really have to throw away everything to be a real hippie boomer. You have to, you know, you can't go for the big bucks. You know, you can't, it can't be about me, me, me. It's about Tom, us. here, I figured it out. I know why you're a true hippie boomer and Rogers is a pretend hippie. Rogers will go out and buy a bookcase to put books he's probably never read in. You, Tommy, will go cut down a tree, make your own uh, lumber, and then build the bookshelf. And, and then way, still is, not be able to use it for your books. Yeah, because your wife uses it. Well, uh, there's 2,000 <laughs> books on it, just very few are mine. Um, <laughs> but you'll go out and do all the work, and then Roger will just go and buy it. Yeah, this is commercial trim quality oak, you know, stain and polyurethane. Tom, that's yards, that's so. why I called you a man's man. You're probably going to go out and, you're probably gonna go in your excavator later today, box. too. Yeah. So my big thing to say today is the sun is out. It's not super humid. The temperature is very manageable. And we got baseball at 540, so I can probably stay up for the whole game. Yep. Uh, Detroit against the Tigers, Tommy. We are living large. Hey, Brewers, if they win tonight, Tom, their 50th road win of the year. And aren't they the best in the majors. They're 31 above 500 right now, I think. 34, 31. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just, just stunning. But uh, I do want to make a comment about the millennials and Zs and all those folks. <laughs> yeah, please, please. Us boomers who really fought back against everything that was nasty in the 60s and 70s, I think you guys got a heck of a load. And I'm just so sorry we gave you such a screwed-up world. But you do got to care, and we got to turn it around or else we're going down the rabbit hole. Tom, I'm fighting the man every day, dude. I hate the, I hate the man. Yeah, well, we are finding the lizards that are running everything, so that's part of the problem. You so. see those shapeshifters out there, Tommy? I see all those oh, lizards everywhere. in government. It's terrible. If you ever see them uh, on TV, all of a sudden they start flicking their tongue a little bit. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, they're everywhere, Tom. It's brutal. Yeah. So anyway... Have a good day. You too, Tommy. <laughs> Tom, my man. Tommy gets me. I like Tom. Tom I'm, Tommy, damn it. I know you're still listening, but Rowdy's wearing the shirt today that it, you inspired Rowdy to buy the shirt he's wearing today. Rowdy, tell Tom what you're wearing in the folks. Yeah, it's a Tullamardew Irish, uh, Irish whiskey. That sounds like Rowdy's been drinking some this morning already. <laughs> Had a, just a nip. Uh, 608-321-1670. That's the phone number. Uh, Twitter at Zone Madison. Mine's Ebo says Nelson's is uh, Rowdy underscore Razor. 
Uh, just to clear the air really quick, if you heard me, Nelson, Nelly, and Rowdy are all the same person. I, I know I very I use those interchangeably very fast, right, Rowdy? The people. Hey, I'm I'm seeing some tweets about you here. Oh, do tell. And them questioning your art. Oh, Becker. Who are you gonna believe, me or Becker? Now, who are you gonna believe, me or Mike Becker? We we do have a tweet in from Becker. From Becker, Mike Becker here. Yeah. About your art in college. I have one too. Is it the same one? Probably. Can you you want to read it? So, Jermike's twenty nine tweets in <laughs> at Ebo says yep, trying to teach people about art, but he had to copy my exams in World of the Arts. No, I think Becker's misremembering some things. I maybe had to copy his exams when it comes to math class. Couldn't understand the professor. When it comes to math, I'm like probably the dumbest person around. Rowdy knows that for a fact. But when it comes to art, Rowdy, I am indeed a cultured man. Becker, I did copy his when it comes to math, but when it comes to world of the arts, I don't recall that. Maybe it's selective memory. Maybe it's uh, I was too booze soaked of a brain at UW Whitewater. But Rowdy, I don't recall copying his uh, his world of the arts. There might have been a few questions, but I know Becker probably copied a few off of me as well. World of the arts, what a class! And by the way, Fuller, I hope Fuller's still listening. Uh, you know, your buddy, my buddy Fuller. Fuller told me to to knock it off with the uh, art analogy when it comes to. Craig Council pulling artists like Corbin Burns off the mound. Fuller, I'll just say this. I appreciate the constructive criticism, but get your own radio show, and then maybe you can make your own analogies instead of trying to knock the brush out of my hand. Do I come to your job and knock the broom out of yours? I don't. All right, Rowdy, speaking of the Brewers, Tigers tonight, 540, little two-game jaunt. They had yesterday off, they played a day tomorrow, and then they have Thursday off, right? Yeah, they do. And then what's Two that? days off this week. And then the Cubs come to... Yep, so they play, uh, obviously, tonight at 540 first pitch against the Detroit Tigers. We have a Freddie Peralta versus Willie Peralta pitching matchup. Old friend? <laughs> Old friend of the Milwaukee Old Brewers. Old friend Willie. How the mighty have fallen. They got Woodruff on the mound tomorrow afternoon as it's a... I think it's a 12-10 first pitch. Uh, you are correct. Well done. And then, yes, another day off Thursday and then a weekend series with the Chicago Cubs. The Brewers could very well wrap up the NL Central this weekend against the Cubs. Magic numbers five. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be the sweetest thing ever? Have the Cubs come into American Family Field and the Brewers clinch with the Cubs there? Oh, a guy can only get so excited. And I think it's looking really good that the Milwaukee Brewers end up wrapping up the NL Central and clinching during an AmFam field game. Oh, because, my God. Uh, from Friday, Talk starting this dirty Friday, to me, Rowdy. for the next 10 games and the next 10 days, it's all homestand. It's it's 10-game homestand. American Family Field, Milwaukee Brewers. Let's That's, go. Oh, love it, dude. Just talk dirty. Uh, 99% chance making the playoffs, 99% or greater than 99% chance playoffs, greater than 99% chance winning the division, and 11% chance of winning the World Series. That would be the fourth best Dodgers have a 30% chance. Strohs, 13. Rays, 12. Brewers, 11. Giants, 10. How about the road record for the Brewers, too, Rowdy? Holy shnikes. They're going to get to fit. I, I mean, I think they're going to win one of the games, if not both, against the Tigers. Well, and if they don't, I mean, they still have six more games. 50. If they win tonight, 50 wins on the road. Best in the majors. Wow. Yeah, it's impressive. I mean, if yeah. they only did that at home, too, they'd have 100 wins. 
<laughs> nice math. I can get even I can get that math. Hey, welcome to the show. Who's this? Friar Tuck, boy. Friar Tuck, my man. What's up, brother? How about those brewers? I can't believe it. I about fall off my chair, but Friar, um, I, I don't, I don't mean to date you, but you, you sound like you're just a little, little older than I am, right? Oh yeah, I'm uh, probably. Oh yeah, I'm almost seventy. Friar, so you've seen a lot of Brewers baseball in your days, my friend. Oh yes. yes. Where does this year stack up for you, dude? This is one of the best. Seriously. I don't even know how, like, you know, growing up for me, the 90s, uh, <laughs> oh, 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 that was not good, Friar. What we're at, sitting at right now, I can't believe what I'm witnessing. I feel like I feel like I'm dreaming. I think it's going to be a one, you know, one and done. I, if they make it this year, then next year they'll kind of break apart and it'll be all over again. Well, how long have you been saying, though, Friar Tuck? I'm assuming oh, your whole life you want to see a World Series. Many moons. <laughs> Do you feel it? Is this the year then for you? I, they're going to get as close as they're going to get. Is it World Series or bust? I think so. It's got to be. You know, look at the Packers. We have nothing to root for there. <laughs> I was just going to ask you about that. Yeah, what did well, you think of that game uh, Sunday? Well, I thought it was one of the worst Packer games I've seen since the 1970s. I mean, it was, uh, oh, I, you know, they built Rodgers up and built him up, and everybody put him in a king position. Yeah. And then he gets, you know, fed up with it. Now he's going to pout, and, you know, if he plays next year, who cares? He's got his, what, $25 million this year? Yep, yep. So if he, you know, doesn't put out an effort this year and they lose, no big deal. Somebody will still pick him up, I bet you, next year. Oh, so. yeah, I mean, it's, it's the name, right, Aaron yep. Rodgers. Has he has he left a sour taste in your mouth so far, though? Uh, I don't really blame him in ways. You know, everybody's got to fight for themselves, you know. That's I'd, a good point. But uh, the, the only thing i got to say, guys, is, you know, at least the baseball game's starting early tonight because you guys power down at about 5 after 7 out here. Oh, was it on the AM? Yeah, and then the FM has got some station that bleeds over real yeah, bad. Yeah, is, uh, is it a Spanish station or something? Yeah, it's not, it, yeah, yeah. that one's out of Chicago. It's like a 50,000 water out of Chicago. Holy Christ. Sometimes I end up having to listen to the end of the game out of a, uh, well, I think it's uh Beaver Dam. Yeah, you gotta. I, I wish I could help you out. It's the, yeah. it's the stupid FCC, dude. They're a oh, bunch of. Yeah. They're a bunch of. Oh, it's a government of bodies. They're a bunch of losers, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I know that. It's just that it's just hard. You're getting going, and all of a sudden, <laughs> but there it goes. Friar, if I could climb that tower and crank that thing all the way up to 50,000 watts, I'd do it just for you, my man. I appreciate it. You guys have a great day. We'll talk later. You too, Friar. Bye-bye. See you, buddy. Friar Tuck, my man. If I could get up on that tower, I'd do this. Turn it on and rip the knob off. You'd be the biggest stick in the country. Rowdy. Brewers, though. World, World Series or bust? I mean, Andrew Wagner yesterday, when we had him on, he said that, too, from Forbes.com. World well, yeah, Series I or mean, bust, right? You look at what the Brewers have coming up. They're going to wrap up the NL Central. It appears like they're going to get the number two seed in the NL just because no matter who wins in that NL West, those are the two best teams currently in baseball. Yeah. Right now, you have the Giants as the best team in baseball with 93 wins. You have the Dodgers with 91 wins, and then you have the Rays and the Brewers tied for third best record in baseball. Obviously, both teams have 89 wins. I mean, they're they're going to be there. You get the East, the NL East, which is the worst, well, one of the lesser divisions in baseball between that and the uh, AL Central. Are the Phillies done? Braves. Rowdy, four and a half games up on the Phillies in the NL East. And they match up really well against all three of the teams that could potentially come out of the East, no matter who it is. I mean, the Brewers match up well against everyone just because of the arms that they can throw out there in their bullpen. Well, everyone's like, well, you can't match up with the West out there. 
Last time I checked, the Brewers owned the NL West. Well, the Brewers in the NL West won the season series with the lowly Arizona Diamondbacks. They won the season series with the lowly Colorado Rockies. They also dominated the San Diego Padres, who are in the thick of it for the final uh, wildcard spot. And they won the series against the San Francisco Giants, the team that just happened to be the best team in baseball. And oh, by the way, they should have won six out of seven games. Mm -hmm. That first series in which they played the Giants at American Family Field, they should have swept them three games to none. Instead, they had two games. So they dropped a fly ball. Yeah, where they crapped down their shorts and they go one and two. They then come back out west in San Francisco and... They win three out of four. Mm -hmm. Uh, The only team that they haven't solidified a winning record against this season out in the West is the Dodgers, and that's because they still have three more games to play with them. Yeah, and those might be ended up just be meaningless at the end of the year, right? They could very well be, but the Brewers right now are three and one against the Dodgers. Crazy Brewers. I, as Friar Talk said, man, like you can feel it in the air. The Brewer, the for the Brewers to win the season series against the Dodgers, they have to go. One and two against them in that final three game series. If they do that, they'll have won every single season series with the West, every single season series with the teams in the NL Central. God, doesn't that just feel good to say, Rowdy? Doesn't that feel good? Well, then you look at it and you go, well, whoever wins the West has to play the winner of the wild card game. If you currently look at the wild card, that if we look at it as of today, that would be the Cincinnati Reds versus the Dodgers. Obviously, I think the Dodgers would be favored there. The Dodgers go in, get that win. Then they have to play a series against the San Francisco Giants while the Brewers take on the Braves. Mm-hmm. I think we would all say that the Brewers should be heavily favored to beat the Braves. Yep. And no matter who comes out of that, um, basically that uh, NL West matchup, the Brewers have beat both of those teams, hopefully, in their season series. The Brewers overall are starting to get healthier. They haven't had any major injuries. Uh, I see. Rowdy Telez just went on the 10-day IL, I think. Yeah, with a strained patella. Yeah, he'll be fine. You can't hold a Rowdy down, right, Rowdy? They still have a. They still have three weeks before they actually need him or, or would need him at the time. You can't hold a Rowdy down, can you, Rowdy? Hey, Rowdy. A lot of Rowdies thrown out here. Hey, Rowdy. Who won D-Bag of the Week on Friday? Well, our last two D-Bags of the Week were Javi Baez and... Zach Heilprin. Zach Heilprin. Our sports director. Sports director. You know who's going to join us next? Zach Heilprin, sports director. Also D-Bag recipient. Reigning D-Bag of the Week. Heilprin, though, has a nominee for this week's D-Bag of the Week. Well, we already have one. We do. And that is the manager of the Milwaukee Brewers, Craig Council, <laughs> after that segment. Uh, how about that? Hey. Hey. We love we love hard. We also hate hard. Craig Council, what you did Saturday to Corbin Burns was kind of unforgivable. You had you got nominated, and you got second, and you got thirded. He's still incredible. He's still a legend. But sometimes you got to get your comeuppance. Craig Council is a nominee. Zach Halpern, our sports director, is going to have a nominee as well as we talk Badgers.
next. Life is back on sports bettors, and BetUS has your NBA, NHL, NBA, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with the promo code THEZONE125. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Zach Heilpern, our sports director. Hey, Zach, hey! Hey. What's up, brother? How you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic, dude. I'm on cloud nine. I'm living the dream, Zach, believe it or not. The yeah, dream. That's, stealing something. That's, you're stealing that from somebody. Can't be using that on air. I mean, we use it. You, you, you know Scott when he calls in his music trivia, right? I'm just, mess, I'm just messing with you. You know Scott, right? I remember you I've when, heard, when you filled in a I couple days. Yeah, you were like, you were like ready to just hang up on him, reach over the board, and just you know hit the uh, hang up on mm. him. But every day, we say it every day for the last, I don't know how many years now, Scott will say, how you're doing? And I'll say, I'm on cloud nine. And Rowdy say, living the dream. Never gets old, Zach. Never gets old. Uh, yes, no, no doubt. I, I actually wasn't wanting to, to strangle him. I was wanting to strangle you. Oh. Uh, for you playing and singing the same song over and over, Scott or uh, Scotty uh, gets me- uh, you know song stuck in my head, and I am a yeah. songbird, Zach. You, mm, you know yes, I like to sing, and <laughs> to, your, to your dismay, I like to sing off air a lot. And uh, Nelly doesn't seem to mind it, so I can tell. But you, on the other hand, not so much, Zach. I, I yeah. yeah, I mean, I held my I held my tongue for like thirty seconds. Days. No, oh, four days. I didn't say anything until like Thursday or Friday. You're like, will you shut the f up, mm. <laughs> Zach? Wisconsin took it to Eastern Michigan, right? Saturday. Um, I don't know. The game was kind of boring. It was just, you know, I guess there were some f- fun runs when it comes to the running backs. Like, what what was exciting about the game uh, for Wisconsin tuning up Eastern Michigan? Why weren't you? Why 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 wasn't it exciting for you? I mean, you guys were partying, weren't you? Well, I mean, yeah, we, I was wearing a bucket. I, was, I had a cowboy hat on Zach. Of course, I was having a good time. But I mean, the game itself was, it was just it? like yeah. you expected. Yeah. I kind of expected what was going to happen, right? Yeah, I mean, it was it was good to see the running backs get loose, right? I mean, we 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 think that it's going to be a a good group. We hadn't seen Dale Berger in the first week for him. We still don't know why we haven't seen him. But yeah, Ches Belushi breaks off a sixty yarder. Isaac Garendo goes for eighty two yards uh, and showed off the speed that I think everyone we, we've been talking about it all the time. Now we finally get to see it. I think the running game certainly was uh, exciting to see. And the defense obviously dominant again, especially the front seven. Um, those were the uh, two notable things. And I think Graham Mertz. I, no one's going to be. I don't think the game was going to soothe anybody's fears of what that passing game is, uh, and it didn't. But I thought Graham Mertz did have a better. I think he did play better than certainly against Penn State. Um, Chase Wolf. Mm. 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 I don't think mm. he's going to be replacing Graham Mertz. You know, if there's a quarterback competition, right? Like this is Graham Mertz's job for for good. Yes. Mm. Did you Did you watch? I mean, I mean did you. Yeah, I saw. We've seen great. Like, here's the thing. Like, everyone talks about Chase Wolf, and like, like he, he should get a chance. You know, he can't be worse than Mertz. Well, yes, yes, he can. Um, you know, they, he's thrown, I think, eleven passes or twelve passes in the last two seasons, and he's completed all of them. But three of them went to the other team, mm. so that's that's a bit of a concern. Like, he is he is not a safe option. Like, that's what he's looking for, like a a game manager of some sort. That's not him. He's going to take chances. He's going to make some some poor throws, and uh, we saw that again. The pick six that ruined uh, the defense's shutout, and um, yeah, maybe Chase Wolf, not not the answer. Uh, so Zach, moving forward, Badgers obviously off this week, and then it's the <laughs> it's the uh, Wisconsin quarterback bowl. It's Graham Mertz versus Chick Cohn. You pretty mm. stoked up for this game? 
I am, but it's, it's, it's the funny thing is, it's it's not going to be Graham Mertz versus Jack Cohn. It's going to be Graham Mertz versus Jack Cohn and Tyler Buckner. Because, yeah, what the uh, heck? Yeah, because the Notre Dame offensive line, not any good. And uh, Jack Cohn got sacked six times by Toledo on Saturday. Uh, he was under pressure a ton against Florida State in the first game. Um, so uh, Tyler Buckner is a guy that's a true freshman. He can He can run, certainly can run. He's got great athleticism, uh, really highly ranked quarterback coming in. Um, but I expect we see both of those guys. So yeah, Jack. Uh, I don't. It seemed like Jack was okay with it, just because you know it's uh, they're winning. He's used to it. But yeah, I mean he's <laughs> he's not <laughs> being the guy, and everyone's just accepting that. But um, I expect we see a ton, a ton of Tyler Buckner uh, when they when they face off at Soldier Field, and, and maybe we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see what happens against Purdue this weekend. Unbelievable. And maybe maybe it's a potential that. Buckner maybe even plays more than than Jack. We'll see. Well, is Notre Dame any good? I mean, like they barely beat Toledo. They off- barely beat Florida yeah. State. Or their defense is their defense is good. any good? I should say. Yeah, Notre Dame's offense I think is good. It has a ton of ton of weapons everywhere, but they're young and their offensive line is uh, beat up and young and not very good. And that's usually what they've been able to rely on. Like Wisconsin and Notre Dame offensive lines right up there in terms of what they've done the last fifteen years. And Notre Dame's line this year is not. Uh, not very good, and it's shown. And with Jack, like he, he's he's a tough guy. We saw that. I mean, dislocated his finger, got popped back into place, and then you know threw the game-winning touchdown. So he's tough, and he can do that. But um, I think Wisconsin's front seven is going to be a huge, huge problem for that um, that Notre Dame. So Zach, uh, off the line. yeah, I know uh, Zach Halpern, our sports director, joining us right now. Follow him on Twitter at Zach Halpern. Zach, I know you have uh, a nominee that you want to get out there, stemming Ooh. from what happened at Camp Randall. But really, first, real quick. Ohio State loses to Oregon. Is this the most wide open the Big Ten's been in quite some time? Like, what what do we think about the state of the Big Ten right now with Ohio State going down? Has has a Big Ten team beaten uh, Ryan Day yet? In that, like in the in the regular season, I mean, no. has anybody has anybody stepped up and said we're going to beat them and we're going to be there? You know, come come. Uh, Big Ten. Uh, I mean, to, to answer Ten your question, no, like, no. You know, I mean, like, is someone is someone going to somehow replace them? Like, I don't, I don't see that. And so, right now, I, I think it's still Ohio State. Maybe are they a little bit more vulnerable? Yes, yes. There's, there's no doubt about that. That defense, uh, again, not great. I don't know what happened there uh, because they used to be just, you know, shut down, locked down, and they have all the talent in the world. It's, it's a young group, certainly, because uh, when you had all those guys off the NFL, but. Yeah, C.J. Stroud threw for close to 500 yards the other day, and they still lost. So um, I think it's, you're really looking at the defense and their inability to get stops. And So, yeah, I mean, if you want to say it's wide open, sure, but, like, who's the team that's going to jump up and, and grab them? It's going to be Penn State. It's going to be Michigan. It's going to be Iowa. Like, who's who's that team that you you think is going to beat Ohio State? Well, if you would have caught me Saturday night, uh, a couple of Coors Lights and some shots deep, I would have told you the Wisconsin Badgers. But, uh... Why? Well, just because I was drunk. Okay, I was just, I was, it was like, that liquid courage. I was just feeling myself. In your, you know? in your, in your silver mind, like who's who's the team? Either of you guys? Like I don't, I don't know. Maybe Iowa. Maybe Iowa. Maybe. Iowa, maybe. maybe. Rowdy. I mean, if you're looking at the two team or all of the teams, I guess in the Big Ten, it all would hinge on uh, Petrus, right, for Iowa. Yeah, I mean, because that Iowa team, both offensively and defensively, they always have good offensive and defensive lines. 
Iowa normally has a good front seven just in general on defense. They can always run the football. It always hinges on their quarterback, kind of like what Wisconsin has had to do but has done it at a better level than Iowa has over the past 20 years. Yeah, I would probably I would probably lean towards Iowa through two weeks. I mean, it's only two weeks, but they, they crushed Indiana and they took care of Iowa State. So, I mean, they've beaten two ranked teams and looked good doing it. And now they're not, I think they're ranked number five in the country. So, hmm. yeah, I, I would probably go Iowa. I don't think you can rule out Penn State either just because of the talent that they recruit. Well, yeah, but there wasn't – I mean, I, I don't think their offense is anything – special at this point. I mean, it's, it's big plays. Maybe it gets better uh, as they get more experience with the new offense hmm. coordinator. Does it ever but, get better? These past two years I suggest depends, otherwise. Depends on what. Oh, no, nothing. I was just thinking of a worldview. <laughs> uh, Zach, yeah, no, I was gonna say, no, that's what I was saying. I'm like, depends on, like, what what is your worldview? Does it ever get better? I don't know. You just got to put the blinders on and give the bird to everyone else, Zach. Uh, Zach Halpern, our sports director, <laughs> joining us right now. Zach, all right. So, um... Uh, Rowdy wanted me to ask you this last week when I was hosting on the Bill Michaels show, and it was, you know, I kind of danced around the topic. You know, it's Bill's show. I didn't want to, you know, bring him down to my, or up to my level, I should say. Uh, you did win the second go around of D Bag of the Week last week. How, how are you taking it still? Does it still feel good? I know you said a badge of honor for you. Badge of honor last Friday, badge of honor today. Yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. Uh, I feel honored because it's the first time it's happened in five years yep. that that I've been there. So it's it's great. I've won it My three times, is, by the way. So. Who was who was the other nominee? Were there any other nominees, or did uh, I win? The, a couple there listeners, loose ones. There's there some loose, loose ones. ones. Yeah, a couple listeners tried to nominate themselves, okay. and there was um so there was one other one that was it just it wasn't worth it, you know. Zach, yeah. you can now officially say that you're in the company of some greats. You can. Yeah, no, like you too for sure. And, and obviously now he's a, a deep rider into the D-Bag of the Year competition. I, I believe he got to the championship. Uh, few, time. Futile four. Futile he's in the Futile four. four. And Paul Pierce there was some extracurriculars oh, okay. right. with polls. Yeah, that's when yeah, mm. I think uh, the rumor was Nelson proclaims you teamed up with Russia and hacked the, uh, mm. the vote. Yeah, that was, that, that was, a, that was interesting. Uh, but I, you know what the thing is, uh, I, I can wear it like a badge of honor, just like a badge of honor, because I know I'm not going to win D-Bag of the Year. Because I think the guy from uh, uh, my nominee for this week, I think, would win running away, and I would probably make sure of it. Uh, Karen Rush, Eastern Michigan defensive lineman, spitting, stomping, and eye-gouging <laughs> Wisconsin on Saturday night. And uh, no penalties for any of it. Actually, got a penalty uh, called against Wisconsin for responding Did to Did Logan Brusk get the flag for that? He did. So uh, after Braylon Allen jumped into the end zone, was laying on the ground, Tara Rush comes from 10 yards away, just works his way into the, the mush, and then stops right on Braylon Allen. And Logan, Bra- uh, Logan Bruss, having none of it, uh, tosses him like little like a little, uh, you know what. And <clears throat> he, he gets up, and he doesn't go after Logan Bruss. He, we all know who, he knew who threw him, but he goes after the wide receiver instead. He goes after A.J. Abbott. And uh, so, yeah, we, I think we know what kind of guy Taron Rush is. Well, so. I think if you come in and stop on a guy, then a, a you know gigantic offensive lineman throws you to the ground. You get up very angry, and you go right for the 200-plus-pound wide receiver <laughs> that's kind of standing next to the lineman that clearly was in front of you and threw you to the ground. It's like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> There's only two words that can sum you up. Little bitch. Yeah. So. I would, yes. Well, can I, I, would, can I, I would agree with that. Can I give you five words, Zach, in, your, in honor of your nominee? Sure. You just made the list! Oh my gosh. You just made the list, Torrin Rush. <laughs>
There it is, Zach. So there, Zach, does it feel good? You you actually uh, have the second nominee of the week. Craig Council was nominated on Saturday for pulling Corbin Burns from the no-no. So that is also, it's going to be right now Council v. Rush, and uh, we have till Friday to get more uh, candidates in. Yeah. uh, Many people would want to Uh, nominate Aaron Rodgers, by the way. I don't know how they feel about that. For his haircut or for just his play? I, a little from column A, a little from column B. I, I, feel, I feel like there's there's at least one person that would nominate him for his haircut. Yes, um, I heard that too. Yeah, I, I I would probably lean towards his play. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah the, well, the he's not, he's not up. I just say some people might, you know. But, Zach, how does it feel yeah. to get the uh, – is this your first nominee as well? It is. It is. Well, I was, I'm – Rather disappointed in both you guys for not doing it yesterday. Well, we but, wanted to uh, save it for you. Zach is new to the right, game. Yeah. He's new to the D bag world. He just uh, basically rigged polls. He was never, you know, he was kind of like the black hand that you couldn't see. <laughs> well, I can, I can, I can promise, I can promise you that Craig Council is not going to win this. Uh, no, no. This D bag of the year. D, D, excuse me, D bag of the week competition. I can promise you that. Yeah, uh, Zach. Any before I let you go, any worried about the Packers moving forward, or is it just like a little blip on the radar? Because Rogers has got to trim his uh, his split ends on his hair, and everything will be fine. Uh, I, yes. Uh, I don't know what to think about the Packers. I was not expecting that. I don't think anybody was. And uh, I guess we'll see next Monday night if it was uh, just a blip or something to actually be concerned about. <sighs> Zach, we uh, appreciate your time. We love having you on, and thanks for being a good sport. And thanks for the D-Bag nominee. We appreciate that. Thank you, guys. And I'll appreciate the opportunity, Zach. See you, buddy. There he is, Zach Halpern. I think he piped on me. That's fine. All right, Rowdy, it's Torin Rush, the newest bag of the week. You just made the list! And Sports Pat had said, take the Packers minus 10.5. Put your boat payment on it against the Lions. Yeah, so, and my response to that was, well, in theory, they should bury the Lions. This is a Green Bay Packers team that should be pissed off, should be focused. You're playing the Lonely Lions. I think when you pulled up that NFL rankings, they were ranked, was it 29th or 30th? Yeah, 30th. Yep. And or 29th, excuse me. The Jets were 30th. 29th, the Lions. It's a team that's clearly rebuilding. Yeah, they stink. Jared Goff. They had the luckiest the backdoor cover ever against San Francisco after being pretty much blown out that entire game. So, yes, in theory, the Packers should absolutely smoke the Lions. But after what I watched, we know the Lions will at least be fighting hard for jobs. And, and, and what we've seen it with the Lions and Packers I just, before. I, I just can't do it. I just can't lay that many points. Now, we did have a topic last week. That would be a stay away. Would you be concerned about the Badgers if they don't cover against Eastern Michigan? And Rowdy and I were like, they have to cover against Eastern Michigan. Now, I asked you this, uh, it's probably seven, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock hour, Rowdy, and I said, are we going to do the same thing? Will you be concerned if the Packers don't cover against the Lions? No. But it's a different beast. Way, this is way all different beast. This is professional. Obviously, everyone is extremely good. Even your best teams versus your worst teams are extremely close in, in means of talent. And, I mean... It's the NFL. It doesn't matter if you win by 20 points or not. No, right? yeah, win's a win. A win is a win. Is, is Remember, what was that, uh, two years ago where the Packers beat the Lions twice and they they led they for led. a total of zero seconds in the game? Yep, but still won both games. game-winning field goals with zero seconds left? Correct. Yes. So they went on to the NFC Championship game in that season. And then got boat raced. Correct. 
But we're focusing on the Lions. But that that it didn't matter that they barely got past the it Detroit Lions twice. It didn't matter that they never led for any second of that game, but still won. And they still were the team that won the NFC North. They still were a team that received a first round bye. They still were a team that made it to the NF- NFC Championship game. We've seen in the past when college teams don't win and they don't win pretty, they don't get love for the voters. Right. They don't get love from the playoff committee. Right. Now, granted, you don't need any love to win the Big Ten West. You just have to go out there and win games. Okay, what about this? Do you need Jordan love to win instead of Aaron Rodgers? Hi-o. Just kidding. But, I mean, the, the Badgers had to be impressive because the, they're clearly better than the team. You can read Ben Kenny's tweets. You can read Zach Heilprin's tweets. You can read a lot of people that cover the Badgers. Whoa, you just put Ben Kenny ahead of Zach Heilprin. Wow, Ben's pumping his Well, it's because he's sitting that. here. Ben's pumping his fist. He's smiling. But you could clearly tell watching the game that one team was better than the other. Yeah. Like, when you put the Green Bay Packers out there with the Lions, yeah, sure, the Packers should be a better team. But there's not a noticeable varsity versus freshman <laughs> drop-off like it was with the Badgers versus Eastern Michigan. Uh, they pretty much – and you didn't have to go back and watch that game two or three times to see it. Eastern know. Michigan was clearly the worst team. They were clearly the smaller team, the less physical team, the, I think, the worst. I think the only thing that Eastern Michigan and the Lions have in common is Torin Rush was stomping on people – and Ndamukong Sue once played for the Lions, who would stomp on people. I think that's the they only. They also play in the state of Michigan. Yeah, in the state of Michigan. I think that's the only subpar. Ben Kenny, you were going to say something? No, Nelson's spot on. I I went to rewatch the game to try to take anything away. Which one? The Wisconsin Eastern Michigan game, and the, I genuinely couldn't because on every play when the Badgers were on defense, better. they just blew up the entire O line. Same thing on offense against their D line. The only thing I watched was Graham Mertz. So I didn't go back and rewatch the game, even though it was my birthday, we were drinking and we were having a good time because all I had to do was glance up every f- three plays and see just oh, yeah. them getting completely crapped oh, yeah, on. This and team say, sucks. This team is garbage. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I went back and I watched Graham Merch to try to see if we saw any type of step forward after week one's debacle. I saw your little breakdown on Twitter at Ben Z. Kenny. I, I tweeted all of his throws, and then I kind of looked at a couple individually. Oh, I saw. I, I was pleased. They're still not asking him to do that much, but I, I think overall Eastern Michigan will prove to be a great opportunity where, like, they didn't guard anybody. Mm. Every throw was easy, and I think that'll be good for him when he plays good defense. So, Ben, I asked Rowdy this. I'm going to ask you this. We had the topic, you know, do you need to see Wisconsin cover against Eastern Michigan? And I know professionals, NFL, yada, yada. Packers have the reigning MVP in Aaron Rodgers. Packers have back-to-back NFC championship games. The Packers are on this last dance crusade. Take that with a grain of salt. Do the Packers need to cover against the Lions? Well, I never said Wisconsin had to cover because I just needed to see them play better as a whole. Maybe, like, crazy stuff happens, like a Chase Wolf pick six from the two-yard line. Same thing with the Packers. They just need to look better. They need to win. They need to look better in all facets. I'm not concerned about whether they cover the exact number. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the Packers, really quick, boys. We've had a lot of phone calls today. And as Rowdy said yesterday to quote Gladiator, the mob is fickle, brother. Rowdy, how many calls have we had today and tweets have we had today about people saying, Aaron Rodgers, you're a prima donna. Aaron Rodgers, you're a little B. Aaron Rodgers, quit the hippie BS. Aaron Rodgers, take 
you should have not even came back to town. Aaron Rodgers, take Devontae Adams with you and leave. Aaron well, Rodgers, this blah, 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 Kind of like what we were talking about in that same discussion you were referring to is the same thing. Yeah, we've seen all those tweets. We've heard all those same things basically since Sunday afternoon since he started crapping the bed. Yep. Now, the only way those people shut up and don't tweet those things is for him to go out there and absolutely put on a performance for Detroit. It'll keep him at bay for another week because you can put up with it. Keep the haters at bay. For another week. It's the same it's the same reason why now this is a totally different subject, obviously, but it's the same reason why the Dallas Cowboys employed Greg Hardy after his mm. uh uh domestic abuse and violence stuff. It's because he helps them win. All they care about is winning. And when uh it's all about winning and when you can put a better uh I guess winning. product or players on the field. You're going to look past a lot of different things. Yeah, I mean, winning cures all. I mean, winning, you could have the, you could have the ugliest thing out there, but if you won the game, you're like, okay, we won, though. Winning, especially in the NFL, winning cures all. But right now, we got the, the like you said, Rowdy, the mob is fickle. Yeah, right now, Aaron Rodgers is coming off a terrible game. It's probably his worst game he's played since 2018. And you could argue that was probably the Arizona Cardinal game off the top of my head. And right now, Rowdy, Emperor Commodus. With the mob being fickle, Emperor Commodus is looking at Aaron Rodgers down in that gladiator uh, stage and going, thumbs down. Because the mob, Rowdy, again, is fickle. And isn't it uh, in, like, actual history, like, thumbs down was a good thing? I mean, didn't kill? It means don't kill him? If we're, if we're like, historically talking here. Well, in the movie, thumbs down, they kill Yeah, no, no. I know. In the movie, thumbs down, it means you're done. But I think in real life, wasn't it uh, thumbs down means you live because it means don't kill him? Yeah, I don't know. You'll, I thought that was. We'll get the research. We'll get the research department on that. We'll get Russell Crowe on. Maybe Russ can. Uh, can <laughs> hey, uh, they're getting ready yeah, to film Gladiator Two. Gladiator Two. No, Twenty years later. Now Russell Crowe is he in the movie? I'm gonna guess he is. He'd well, have he to died. be right. He's dead, but He's, I'm gonna have to say there's got to be spoiler like Ben. Sorry, flashbacks. probably never Gladiator, but he died, and so did his wife and his son. Um, but he lived. You know, he went on the Gladiator's death, but I don't know. A Gladiator Two apparently. 2022, I think, is when it's going to come out. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, right now the mob is really fickle on Aaron Rodgers. And Ben just linked me to a tweet. Uh, after the game when Aaron Rodgers was on the podium, boy, does he look old, doesn't he? He just does not look right. He looks very different. Uh, ben linked me to this tweet. It's funny. Aaron Rodgers looks like an unscrupulous concert promoter whose three-day festival resulted in a series of lawsuits over no-shows, overflowing raw sewage, and a malfunctioning fireworks display that left dozens hospitalized. He looks like he just got done a fire fest and he's about to get cuffed up and go to prison. Aaron Rodgers looks like the guy that would probably sell you a bag of blow us just baking soda. He looks like a, a, oh, a sleaze man. ball from Miami, uh, just outside of Miami. Yes, Ben. If I was a writer covering the Packers, which I clearly am not <clears throat> for a good reason, uh, my first question to him would be, hey, I, I know you're big on books and you take MVS to Barnes & Noble. How do you feel about actually teaching your offense the playbook this week? Ooh, how about learning your own playbook, too? Did Aaron Rodgers just look lost out there? He did. Who had I, a better performance? Chase Wolf Saturday or Aaron Rodgers on Sunday? Believe it or not, Chase Wolf did have <laughs> oh, a couple. Oh, no! He had a couple really impressive throws before the head-scratching pick six. Are you going to tell me that Chase Wolf had a better performance Saturday than Aaron Rodgers did on Sunday? I think it's close. Rowdy? Oof. Uh, we didn't I mean, we didn't watch much of Chase Wolf. 
We were well, watching what we were. Uh, he threw three our passes. One of them was a layup. Aaron Rodgers played against professionals. Chase Wolf played against Eastern Michigan and gave him their only seven points. Chase Wolf did throw a pass <laughs> though that we have not seen Graham Mertz throw all year. <laughs> As a, that, what I just showed you, Ebo, is the best thing I saw on Twitter yesterday. Yeah, Rowdy's got a uh, Rowdy's got a really good Aaron Rodgers meme. It's it's undescribable over the airwaves though. What are you saying, Ben? Sorry. We're laughing at Rodgers. No, Chase Wolf did make a throw in that game that we have not seen Graham Mertz throw all year. A touchdown? Well, no, he didn't. <laughs> well, actually, he did throw it. Hey, during our, our Locked On Badgers preview, my co-host Asher Lowe said, bold prediction, I think Chase Wolf throws a touchdown on Saturday. And he did. He was right. Just the wrong end zone. <laughs> Still is a touchdown. You know, just a little asterisk. Next How about there not being a sideshow going on with Jalen Berger? 15 carries on the nuts. Again. <laughs> Paul Chris is just trolling us, right? Is Paul Chris just trolling us? We had the topic. Did you see the Twitter poll we had? Yeah. Will Jalen Berger have less than 15, 15 on the nuts, or more than 15? It was 15. I think he just thinks we're Did you stupid. vote 15, Rowdy, or less no, than? No, I voted less than. Yeah. Like, I, it's kind of an insult to say, yeah, there's no sideshow going on. When when you actually look at what happens, it's, it's pretty clear there is or was. Um, I know we got two dueling football things going on right now, Packers and Badgers. So Ben's saying Chase Wolf looked better than Aaron Rodgers. No, no, he didn't. But I will. I don't know. I don't know. I'll defend Rodgers like I have defended Murray. What are you going to defend Rodgers for? The team around him looked lost. He looked lost. He did look very lost. Rowdy, I mean, who looked worse, the team around Rodgers or Rodgers? Even. They're, They're comparable. Isn't Rodgers the, the the stick that stirs the drink? He is. I would expect him Isn't it to his look, team? Isn't he the de facto no, GM no, and granted, the head coach? I don't think there was a ton of guys that were getting that open like we had seen in the last two years under the floor when he schemes guys open. Now, I also thought Aaron Rodgers was also holding onto the ball a lot longer, kind of like the old McCarthy days, than the first two seasons with the floor. And then you throw on top of that that the defense looked terrible. The offensive line, they couldn't get a run game going. So, uh, Vegamond Johnny just messaged me on twitch.tv. Search my name, Ebo says, hit the follow button. It says, Rodgers won the MVP last year. This summer, Rodgers focused on cha- changing himself. He is no longer the MB- MVP we knew. Tom, so we had a conversation earlier today, Rowdy, and Ben, you you were probably sleeping because, you know, we get up earlier than you do. And it was Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers, essentially. And I brought up the fact that Tom Brady is out there. And even go back to last year when uh, COVID, you had to, you can't do this. You cannot allowed to do this. Well, Tom Brady says, I'm a responsible adult that can make my own decisions. And Tom Brady went out and held practices, right, Rowdy, in a public place? Tom Brady went out and held practices with his brand new team. Aaron Rodgers this offseason, what did he do? He went to Hawaii with Shailene Woodley. And danced around the jungle. Have you guys addressed the greatest conspiracy theory, I think, of all time? I'm listening. You know I love him. That Aaron Rodgers only came back to the Packers to just shove it in Gudikin's face and tank the team so Gudikin's gets fired. That's That's been the scuttlebutt around the hallways yesterday and today. Well, no. I'm not saying I agree with it, but am I going to bookmark every tweet and, and low-key follow the story? Absolutely. I, t- I told you on Monday, yesterday... That I received a text from somebody after the game saying, conspiracy theory, Aaron returns only to sabotage the season. I put nothing past him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that same person, all three of us know who they are. Uh, what do they say? Like, uh, what is it? Um... Aaron's also spelled incorrect, and it's not um, 
What do they say, Rowdy? What's the difference between a conspiracy theory and real life? About six months. <laughs> These days, yeah. Isn't that isn't that the saying now? Isn't that am, am I wrong in that? The consp- Yeah, I was uh, I was at the break room yesterday. I was gonna go uh, see if I had lunch in the fridge unless someone stole it. And my guy Walter was sitting there. He's like, "Hey, I got a conspiracy theory for you." It was the same one you just said, Ben. Same one you just said, Rowdy. I mean, that's what everyone's saying. There's no way. Is Rogers that vindictive? Is he that big a chip on his shoulder that he would do that? I don't think so. Well, I think you and I in the past four years are probably the guys that have taken the most shots at Rogers, and not even really taking shots. It's just like being real, being contrarian, being like realistic. We're not like the other sports stations around here that just put their nose right in that Gucci area and say, Rogers, you smell so nice. And 2018, there were a handful of plays over and over and games in which McCarthy and Rogers were arguing back and forth, screaming at each other. And then Aaron Rodgers literally like throwing the ball into the ground or throwing the ball away when a guy was open mm-hmm. or throwing like a basic bubble route to a wide receiver that anyone in this room could have made. And he skips it like two yards in front of him. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers laying on his back could throw a more accurate ball to that guy out in the, the flat on a bubble than what he just did. I'll never I'll never change from this belief that Aaron Rodgers set out to get Mike McCarthy fired. Yeah, and he you could completely see that he missed throws on purpose. You could see it. Now, he didn't throw games as in like shaving points or anything like that, but to send a message to Mike McCarthy in, in the front office, 100%. Yeah. I'll never I'll never change that belief. I'm I'm right there with you, Rowdy. Because we saw Rodgers, a guy that was surgical, go to a guy that looked like Dr. Nick from The Simpsons, Dr. Nick Riviera, who was uh, male practice after male practice, a guy that couldn't even cut paper. Surgical to a guy that couldn't even cut paper. Aaron Rodgers got his wish, and then we saw him kind of have resurge, right? Two years under the Matt LaFleur. Now this year, pissed off at Brian Gutekunst, pissed off at the front office, Mark Murphy, pissed off, didn't even want to come back, and now you got a guy out there that looked like 2018 Aaron Rodgers again. This time there's no Mike McCarthy though. Wasn't the uh, wasn't the theory out there or the the report that Rodgers said he wouldn't come back unless Brian Gutekunst was fired? Do you remember that? I don't know yeah. if it's true or not. That was that was a rumor. Well, the didn't Aaron Rodgers kind of get Mike McCarthy fired? Is he trying to get Goody fired now? On his way out the door? Yeah, but if you remember, no, but there's no sideshow going on. Okay, Paul. No if, side if you Chris. remember, though, with uh, Mark Murphy, he was the guy that moved on from Mike McCarthy before the end of the season. Yep. So obviously there was a little bit of, uh, I'm going to say it, disrespect between Mike McCarthy and uh, Mark Murphy because a guy that wins you a Super Bowl, a guy that's been to that many NFC championship games, a guy I, that's won that many divisions to be. And don't forget the street named after him. Yeah. To be dropped like a bad habit in season, even when it was a bad season, but there was only like what two or three games left. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a little salty from Mark Murphy. But then, who did Mark Murphy hire? Brian Gutekunst. Yep. Obviously, Goody's uh, Murphy's boy. Yep. Now, Aaron is kind of coming out there and and I guess saying some backhanded things. Allegedly, well, backhanded before the game, Rowdy. Aaron Andrews, he was talking about how he was slighted by yeah Brian uh, Gutekunst. And well, Goody is Mark's guy, and Mark is de facto owner, whether 
I think a lot of people agree with it or not. Brag about myself, but <laughs> I think there might be something to it. Hmm. Again, the mob is fickle, brother. And if the Green Bay Packers lose to the Lions, then what? Like, oh. like what if Aaron Rodgers looks like crap again against the Lions? Well, you know what? I mean, he's looked worse against worse teams. Like, those Cardinals were awful. Oh. That was a Cardinals team that didn't have an NFL head coach. They had a GM that was a first-year guy that ends up being fired. Josh then Rosen. they had the worst offensive line in the NFL. And Josh Rosen was their starting quarterback. Well, Rowdy, here's the thing. we got to take a quick commercial break, but we aren't done yet. we got till 10 o'clock. i got a scenario, a very intriguing scenario. They lost to that team with a Super Bowl champion quarterback and coach. Yep. Huh. And it was at home huh. in the winter where and teams, I was from, there. teams from the warm weather can't play in it. I was there. I should have jumped. We'll be right back. Sissy. 